Hi, and welcome to PCI Pal's podcast channel, Secure Payments. My name is Jeff Forsyth. We will be discussing the new PCI DSS version 4 standard due for release later this year. And I'm delighted to be talking today with Sujith Parambath, head of PCI consultancy at IT Governance. We're going to spend about 20 minutes or so talking about the new version 4.0 and some of the challenges that it will bring for both organizations and QSAs. Okay, Sujith, great to have you here with us today. Can you tell me a little bit about the approach to PCI services within IT governance, please? Hi, good afternoon, Jeff, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. So IT governance is a trusted provider for GRC solutions, um, offering a range of services within the GRC space for the past two decades. Um, So as part of our PCI offerings, we follow the standard PCI lifecycle approach, like most consultancies do. Um, beginning with the plan and assess phase, uh, which involves scoping sessions, you know, identifying the scope and scope reduction options, yep. gap assessment, advisory and implementation services around remediation, which is during our protect phase, and pre-certification assessments and audits and QSA-led um, SAQ validations during our comply phase. And also our managed service offering um, in the Thrive phase where we review and assist our clients in ensuring the BOA activities are being performed as required by the standard. And also in some cases uh, facilitate the services as, as, an, as an internal auditor or you know, VC so as required by our clients. Um, so what we do different during our plan and assess phase is we also review and perform risk assessments um, identifying you know, critical assets, threats and vulnerabilities resulting in a formal uh, risk assessment findings report. Um, how we do this, we utilize the ISO 27005 methodology using VS Risk, a leading information security risk management tool um, by our own vigilant software and IT governance sister company. So that's, that's our PCI services in a nutshell. Okay, thank you. I like the idea of a thrive phase, particularly. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's start by looking at uh, version 4.0 timings. Uh, we've already, uh, we're already at the second draft stage of PCI DSS version 4.0. So yeah. um, what are the expected timings on release of the new standard? And how soon uh, will, do you think you'll be auditing against it? Yeah, well, um, if we look back at the evolution of version 4, um, the last major release of the standard version 3, was about more than five years back in 2015. And obviously we are now in version 3.2.1. So since the RFC was announced back in um, 2019 Q4, the council has received more than 3000 plus comments from the industry feedbacks. Um, And the subsequent version two of the RFC potentially received around 1800 comments in, in 2020. And um, as per, if we look at the projected timelines, as per the council, the version four should be out by sort of end of Q2 this year. And with the support of release, you know, the, the supporting documents such as SAQs, ROCs, and AOCs by Q4 um, is what, what the development timeline says. And so once, once the version four is released, there will be an extended transition period, um, which will be provided to organizations to update from the current standard to version four as, as, as normal as it is typically 
used to be 18 months. So, you know, the, the once standards released the anticipated timelines for version four being 20 this year, and there is a transition period of 18 months. So version, the current version is likely to be retired uh, by Q2 2023, uh, post which um, version four will be the only active version. And obviously there will be this extra period of time defined for facing in you know, new requirements, as we call it, the future dated requirements. Okay. And based on the current um, you know, transition timeline, uh, that is expected to extend beyond the transition period, which is possibly going to be between two to three years after version four is published. So uh, to answer your question, we should be in a position to audit uh, using version 4.0 by starting Jan you know, 2022. January next year. Okay, it's going to be interesting. So I hear that uh, the new standard shifts the focus so that for each control, it's about the outcome that the control provides, not the actual control itself. Um, so can you elaborate on this a bit for me, if you would, and tell me how you think it will change the way that you work with customers if we're moving from a prescriptive to a subjective model? Yes, um, notably the biggest change with version four is, is the customized implementation yeah. of the CR requirements, which, which builds primarily flexibility into each requirement. And, and fundamentally the, the 12 core requirements of the standards is not going to change, they'll remain the same. Um, so the update is made to improve the security and provide more flexibility for meeting the security objectives. So mm -hmm. the, the customized approach being focused on security outcomes, you know, risk reduction and, and, and the intent of the control. So uh, we would see that you know, this would be adopted by entities with mature risk management processes and you know robust cybersecurity programs. So in, in practice, this means you know we'll, we'll we'll see two assessment outcomes. One would be the the, the standard defined approach, as we know you know the, the prescriptive standard, what PCI DSS has been for the last two decades. Yeah. And the second option being the organizations where they go in for the customized approach. So with, with the customized approach, you know, being allowing organizations to design their own control and then implement them to meet the intent of the requirements. Um, so this will have, you know, this will mainly, the, the controls will rely on the current compensating, this will be organizations who are relying on compensating controls. So they would use the customized approach, uh, plus, uh, you know, risk mature organizations. So the major difference in, in PCI customized implementation is that you know you don't you won't see the CCW or the compensating control worksheet, which means that also it doesn't require a business and a technical justification. So in terms of timelines, we foresee you know, obviously the customized approach is going to be longer, primarily because you know the organizations um, will have to adopt to the this approach. They'll have to plan their audits well in advance. You know, they'll also have, these will also have an impact on the QSA testing processes. So, organizations, if you look at organizations, they'll have to document this um, you know, customized implementations, include them in their risk assessments, and also provide evidences on how these controls are maintained, ensuring effectiveness during the compliance validation of, by the QSAs. So, from the assessor's point of view, you know, assessors will need to review documentation 
derived testing procedures, you know, test the controls to ensure it meets the intent of the requirement, and then document those testing procedures and results within the ROC. So finally, introducing you know, this, this flexibility might introduce inconsistencies on how organizations design and implement controls. So the, the determination, obviously, whether the implementation is compliant is purely the responsibility of the QSA and, and you know, additional validation efforts for the QSAs. And the, the, the key challenges around you know, organizations will face is you know, you know, for new requirements around encrypted cardholder data <clears throat> being extended to um, trusted networks, which means mm -hmm. any new controls may require additional budgets. So you know, that's, that's, that's a challenge for organizations. Um, management will require to ensure employees have the right skill set to address you know, and ensure these new customized controls are operating effectively. Um, and increased testing and documentation will be required uh, for the con to confirm the accuracy and completeness of the scope um, of the CD and, and periodic uh, scope validation um, processes. So yeah, overall, uh, these, these are the challenges what, what we'll, we'll, we'll be facing. It does seem to be quite complex compared to the previous version of the standard. Yeah, there will. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, of course. Um, but I think it it would be an added uh, advantage for many organisations who are um, would want to break away from the standard, improve their you know control and and, and control implementations. Plus, looking at the risk risk based uh, objective. Yeah, because we sort of, we have seen some companies treat the uh, the current standard as sort of tick box exercise. Um, particularly areas such as training requirements and risk assessments. So as a QSA, uh, what's your current approach to these items? Do you see it changing under uh, version four? Yeah, this is, um, this is true. I mean, for example, with, um, if, we, if we look at um, 6.5, which is about training and secure coding, you know, we've, we've seen a whole range of, there are you know, courses available, you know, ranging from one, one hour courses uh, costing $10 or 10 pounds, up to multi-day courses, you know, or, or customized courses and, and trainings. Mm -hmm. So we can't really deny the the ten pound, um, you know, uh, training as it also meets the requirements of the standard. So it, it would be nice to have, you know, some more accuracy here. And and since this is a broad area um, of, of specifically around training, and because it's subject to the technology used by organizations. Um, it, it, the standard should allow or will allow, um, based on the customized approach, um, certain BAU activities and, and you know, organizations should implement rather than being a tick box exercise, they should implement you know, a range of, of controls and, and procedures around it. So with B4, we can see that uh, there are um, improvements here with additional controls. So that's, that's, that's one, one of the um, control Okay. And so, so how else has the uh, has the standard been updated, Sujith? Well, uh, there are a number of additional controls. Um, so as I, as I mentioned earlier, the, the requirement to encrypt cardholder data being extended yep. to include trusted networks, not just um, public networks, is, is, is a new control requirement. Risk assessment is, is um, there are improved controls around risk assessment. Um, there is, would be there's flexibility around use of um, authentication techniques and solutions 
within CDE to align them with the industry best practices, such as the NIST guidance. Yeah. Um, and multi-factor authentication requirements is, is getting expanded to the usage of all accounts that have access to CD, not just uh, administrative access to CD. Again, uh, for QSA's additional sampling guidance will be included to verify that controls are in place uh, consistently across the entire population. That, that's always been a challenge. And these are some of the new um, updates within V4, and surely there'll be additional challenges on future dated requirements, which we'll see once the standard is released. Okay, thank you. Um, I think everyone is a bit wary when the new standard is released. So it's going to be an interesting journey for all of us, I think, merchants, service providers, uh, and QSAs. Absolutely. Um, yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, thank you to all those people who have been listening in. Uh, I hope you found it useful. If you have any questions, feel free to email info at pcipal.com, and I'll ensure that I get back to you. If you've liked what you've heard, remember to like and subscribe to our channel. And more material on data security and PCI compliance, check out our Knowledge Centre at PCIPAL.com. <laughs>